0: Hello, my friend, I have three questions for you. Do you find yourself judging and criticizing others instead of loving them? Or do you find it hard to let go of habits that are just keeping you stuck? Or maybe you are finding that perfectionism isn't all that helpful and is actually holding you back. If you answer yes to any of those questions, you are in the right place. I've got an episode that is full of helps just for you. In this episode, I'm going to share three happy life hacks married women want you to know. And not only do I share their hacks, but you will learn why they will help you to live a happier life. So grab your Diet Coke, put in those earbuds, and let's talk all about happy life hacks. Are you tired of feeling you don't measure up? What if happiness and the value of your life has absolutely nothing to do with your marital status or the number of children you have? Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Single Christian Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Sharon Lamar. Listen, my gorgeous friend, I know what it's like not to measure up. You see, I failed to check all the boxes of life in the expected time frame. Then I realized the truth. God truly loved me and had so much more in mind for me than a life of fear and doubt about being single or anything else. And I'm here to share what I've learned. So if you're ready to discover and live the life God designed with you in mind, this is the podcast for you. The other morning I was checking in on Facebook and was happy to find a message posted about my show. It was from a dear friend of mine that I haven't seen in years and this friend of, of mine is actually a man and his name is Scott. So shout out to Scott and I want to share what he wrote. He said, been listening to some of your podcasts. I know they're meant for women but I think a lot of what you say could apply to men too. By the way, Where can I find the motivation tree? I'm completely out. And I laughed at that. He's referring to a past episode while I talk about motivation and how it's actually a feeling you create. But anyway, I digress. So thank you, Scott, for taking the time to tell me that you are enjoying the show. And actually, thank you to all of you who have taken a bit of time. And when I say a bit of time, I'm talking like 60 seconds to leave a written review on whatever platform you use to listen in. It means so much to me. It truly helps the show grow. So thank you. And if you haven't done it already, please do it today. Just take 60 seconds and leave a written review. And while most of my listeners are single women, Scott's right. What we talk about here it does apply to anyone. Never married, single, divorced, widowed, married people, separated people, people with kids, without kids... Anyone, regardless of circumstance, gender, or marital status, whoever you are, welcome to the Single Christian Woman Podcast. You know, when I'm in the mood, I love to do a deep clean and purge of stuff. You know what I mean by stuff. Clothes I never wear, shoes that I thought were a good idea, dumb purses, weird books that I thought I might read, stuff. We all have it, right? You know what I'm talking about. And when I'm in that mode... Not only do I like to get rid of stuff, I like to organize and put things away. And one of my quote unquote away places for the really personal things like a filled out journal or handwritten letters from loved ones or cars that I want to keep, momentums, you know, that kind of stuff. I have a cedar chest. It's actually my mother's cedar chest. I'm talking about one of those big old lane cedar chests from back in the day. And I happened to have my mother's cedar chest. Anyway, I was putting away some personal things. And I noticed the scrapbook from my bridal shower. And I began thumbing through it. Sometimes that happens when we're putting things away. We actually stop putting things away and discover what it is that we have. And anyway, that was a fun day, my bridal shower day. Good women coming together to help me settle, celebrate my upcoming wedding. And each of my friends were asked to write down their best marriage advice, very common thing to do at a bridal shower. And as I thumbed through the pages of my scrapbook, three pieces of advice stood out. And they were really good pieces of advice. And I just think it's kind of funny that sometimes now we use the word hack instead of advice or tip. And I mean, what even is a hack anyway? Whatever it is that you choose to call them advice or tips or hacks, let's dive into three happy life hacks women want you to know. Married women want you to know. Now I do want to qualify this conversation. I'm only sharing with you the hacks that I vetted out as emotionally sound and healthy. Not all advice given that day met the criteria. Some of it was actually rather unhealthy it encouraged people-pleasing. It encouraged me to forget even about what I wanted. And from my knowledge and experience as a life coach, some advice we give and receive is just really downright unhealthy. That would be, that would be an interesting episode for another day. Advice that we've received that isn't really that great. Anyway, today we are going to focus on three that are healthy and ha- helpful. All those H's makes me stumble. Anyway, along the way, I'm going to share why each of them is healthy and helpful. So here we go. I hope that one more of them hits you and is just the tip or hack or answer that you need for today. So hack number one. One of my friends wrote, love him even if he doesn't act the way you want him to. Ooh, that's a good one. Let's take out the part of it being about my soon-to-be husband. Let's expand this one to include anyone you're having a problem loving. Why do we have a problem loving someone we feel like we should love or want to love? Often it's because, just like my friend wrote, they're not acting the way we want them to. Now I have come so far in this area of personal growth. And I've already shared some of my struggles that I've had with different people in my life who I have struggled to love and it's so interesting how we all do this perhaps you can relate one of the people the problem is that she keeps showing up as herself and I want her to show up differently I want her to be different than she is and the kicker is as long as I want a different version of her to show up I will always be disappointed and I will never be able to love the real her because I keep waiting for the version I want To show up and then I will love her. Do you see what that looks like? Can you identify with that? And listen, oh my goodness, if I could figure out a way to control and change all of the people to act the way that we want them to act, I would tell you. I would absolutely share that. But the truth is, you can't. You can't change people. Now you can influence them, but you cannot change them. And waiting. To love someone until they become who you want them to become is a long and unnecessary wait. You can love them right now. And love is one of the best feelings. I've said this before. So why delay feeling it? You know, some of the best work that you can do to have a happier life is to allow people to be who they are and love them anyway. If you want to make improvements in your happiness level, when this person is around, whoever it is you're having a tough time with, I would suggest the following for you. So all you're going to need, I'm going to give you an exercise to do, is a pen, paper, and some time. And here's what you're going to do. At the top of the paper, simply write down the name of the person you want to change. Then next, in detail, detail, write a list of what it is that you want them to do. Now, don't be stingy, write it all down. Even the icky, uncomfortable, superior thoughts and ideas that you have, all of it. One thing that you want them to do different per line. Now, for each item on that list, write down why you want them to behave in this specific way and be specific about it. Why do you want them to do what you want them to do? And then step number four this is the last step then think about how you would feel if they did it your way write down a feeling and remember a feeling is one word if you're having a tough time naming feelings a lot of us do the five basics are mad bad glad sad and afraid so is that making sense what a feeling is when i've done this work and i'm on this step step number four Some of the feelings that I think I would feel when my person behaves the way I think she should is I would feel confident, relieved, comfortable, and relaxed. So do those four things. There are other steps to this work, but we can stop there for just today. What I want you to consider and ask yourself, and this is important, do you want them to behave the way you want them to even if they don't want to? Do you want them to be someone they don't want to be? Why or why not? You know, in doing this work all the way through, I can testify that what you really want is for everyone in your life, all the adults, to be just who they want to be. Not who you want them to be, but who they want to be. To show up in their interactions with you as themselves not a watered-down, pretend version of themselves. What you really want is to be able to love them, even when they don't do it your way. We think we want it the other way, but we don't. And even if we did, it's not possible. So the work is for you to learn to love them just as they are. And isn't that what we're commanded to do, love? That's the first and second great commandments, to love. Notice that nowhere in the Lord's language is it conditional on the other humans doing life the way we think they should. And the win is, you get to feel the feeling of love. The best feeling ever. Listen, this is important work and it's also very freeing, I promise. I have so much more freedom when I'm around this one particular person. I'm happier, I'm more relaxed. Because I'm loving her just as she is. I'm not stressed out and uncomfortable waiting for her to change. She is who she is. She does what she does. She's doing her best just like I am. And the most loving thing I can do is to let her be her and allow myself to love her just as she is. If you get stuck on this one, just jump on my calendar. There's a link in the show notes and let's talk about it. So what about hack number two? Hack number two let it go dang this is a good one i love this one too so let's see how this might apply what it can apply to how can you use and use it and why does it matter to living a happier life what might you want to let go of do you want to let go of a past hurt perhaps someone in your life has been hurtful could have been a friend a boyfriend maybe your husband a neighbor, boss, child, somebody at church, someone has hurt you. Is that what you want to let go of? Maybe it's something that you have done. Maybe you're struggling to let go of who you think you are. Past mistakes you've made, past behaviors or ways of thinking and actions and words you said that you feel regret for, guilt or shame around. Is that what you want to let go of? Maybe you see that you need to let go of negative self-talk that you easily slip into? Are you ready to let go of the quote-unquote pity party that you keep holding for yourself? Are you ready to let go of postponing your life until you're thin enough or rich enough or smart enough to go after what you desire? Maybe it's anger that you want to let go of. In my experience what we want to let go of is usually one of three things. It's either a toxic thought that we keep having, like negative self-talk thoughts. It could be a feeling, like anger or hurt or sadness, something that has become like the normal feeling of the day. Or we want to let go of a habit, something that's holding us back. Maybe it's the habit of sitting in front of the TV, eating chocolate, or the habit of criticizing others or closing yourself off from others. But it's usually one of those three things. We want to let go of a thought, a feeling, or an action that are holding us back. And listen, lovely ladies, just like the periodic deep cleaning and purging that I do, it's so important that you clean out the junk drawer of your mind, letting go of whatever's not serving you, letting go of the thoughts that you're thinking, the feelings that you're feeling, and the actions you are or are not taking that are cluttering up your life that mind clutter is weighing you down and making it harder and harder for you to live the life you're meant to live. So how do you do it? How do you let it go? If you take actually the time to write it all down, all that you want to let go of, all that's holding you back from the thoughts you're thinking to the feelings you're feeling to the actions you're taking, you will see what is left in the junk drawer. And then very simplistically said, You could take a look at each one of those and decide what you want to put back in the drawer. You will have in front of you what I would call like a visual look at the junk in your your brain. An awareness of what is in the junk drawer is actually the first step. Sometimes when it's all out in front of you, you can quickly and easily look at something and simply make a decision right then and there that you're going to let it go. You could say something like, or think, now that I see that in front of me, I can see how that's really not serving me anymore. And I don't want to put it back. So I'm going to just let it go of it right now. And some of it takes more time to let go of. And that also is a really great topic for another conversation, is how do we let stuff go that's hard to let go of? If you want some help going through your junk drawer, jump on my calendar and let's talk okay hack number three when you're sure you're absolutely right consider that you might be wrong now dang my three friends at the shower were killing it with good healthy happy life hacks and this one is really super freeing as well i mean think about it how heavy and hard life is when the only option you have is to be the one who's never wrong to be the one who's right all the time now only, not only is it not true, it's not possible. Just like we talked about last week in episode 17, when we're talking about you wondering if you're doing life right, you will want to allow yourself the room to do your best today, learn from it, and then do something different tomorrow based on what you learned. And the same is true of all the other humans that your life bumps into. They too are learning something today and hopefully will apply what they've learned into their tomorrow and keep growing. But they may not. Just like them, sometimes you will be better at it than other times. You will learn and apply more quickly and with greater success, and sometimes you won't, and that's okay. One of the most freeing things that I try to acknowledge in my own life is when I blow it. And rather than beating myself up, I just simply tell myself the truth and just say, Sharon, you know what? You blew it that time. That was not your best self back then. And it's okay. I love you anyway, but let's do better. Allowing yourself to be wrong is the right thing. And it's a healthy thing to do. Once you acknowledge and allow yourself the awareness that you didn't show up the way you wanted to, then you have authority over yourself to make a change. To repent, to change, to develop, learn, and evolve into a better version of yourself. Like we talked about last week, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little and there a little. And that's the whole point of this human experience anyway. If you're busy trying to prove our rightness and not seeing the wrong, we simply cannot become who we're meant to become. It's okay to be wrong. Do you see that? Listen, I get it. If you're stuck in perfectionism or pretending... It can be hard to allow yourself to be a flawed human being who is worthy. It's not one or the other. It's both. You are flawed. I am flawed. And I'm worthy. And so are you. One last time, one last offering. If this is the hack that you're having a tough time with, jump on my calendar and let's chat. I've got 45 minutes set aside for you. So as we wrap up this episode, I'm thinking again about the word hack. Hacks are, come to find out by definition, clever tips, techniques, or shortcuts that make life a little easier. A true life hack is simple and easy. Well, my friend, based on that, I did not deliver three hacks. They were not clever, shortcuts, or easy. But they are simple. Simple if you allow yourself to be honest with yourself, opening your junk drawer and taking all the things out the thoughts, the feelings, and the actions so that you can then consciously choose what to keep and what to throw out. You, my friend, are amazing. I love you. Thank you for joining in our conversation today and I'll see you next week. Well, thank you, my friend, for spending a slice of your day with me. I hope that you love today's topic. If so, please share this episode with all your single girlfriends. Also, I would love to hear how it inspired you, made you think, or reminded you of truth. Please take just a moment to do two things. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show. Until next week, my gorgeous friend, know that God loves you and He has big things in store just for you.